I remember taking her hand in the car, both of us joyous and laughing, the wind tossing those famous curls as we drove from Tahoe to Reno, to the church. The night before, someone had given me a Cuban cigar. I removed the gold band, slipped it on her ring finger, and proposed. She accepted, saying, So, you think you can make an honest woman of me, do you? The lake and the forest have a soothing beauty, magnificent nature and repose, almost as appealing to me as the ocean. Farah preferred it there, the mountain air, the hikes, and, of course, the rugged horseback riding. It was one of those spontaneous moments when everything seemed aligned, as if nothing could get in the way of our future. We seemed perfect for each other. We had talked about getting married early on, but... We were rebels. There weren't many people in the early 80s who lived such a public life who weren't married. We were getting pressured to do it, not by her parents, really, or by mine, but from society. So we finally decided to get hitched. Then the flat tire. I flagged down a car whose driver offered to take us to Reno or back to Tahoe. He would have driven us to Cincinnati if I had asked. But instead we chose the lake. We thought it was funny, even joked with each other, that it had to be a sign. Looking back, I can't help but wonder how my life with this rare woman might have been different if we had gone through with it that day. Why didn't I just fix the damn tire and get us to the church? Instead of finding a way to follow through with our plans, we let it go. We laughed about it for years. It wasn't the hand of God that flattened our tire that day. It was a lousy shard of glass. Autumn, 1979. She's married. Her name is Majors. I don't know her from Adam. Well, Eve. Her husband is actor Lee Majors. He starred in a popular television series, The Six Million Dollar Man, and is also known for playing in westerns. I know him. I first met him at 20th Century Fox when I was making Peyton Place. 500 episodes at $750 per episode. That's also where I introduced, pointed out, Frank Sinatra to my co-star Mia Farrow. I never played Cupid again. Lee is in Toronto for a movie, and I'm there visiting my daughter, Tatum, who's shooting a film with Richard Burton. She's 15. Tatum and Lee run into each other, and Tatum says, You know I'm Ryan's daughter. Oh, yeah? Where is he? He's at the hotel. Next thing, he's calling me. Come down and have a drink with me, he says. So I do. And we get a little drunk together and decide to have dinner. Tatum joins us. Lee and I are both leaving the next day. I've been there a week, and he says, Well, let's go home together. We'll take the same plane. He changes his flight. Lee is a companionable big guy, worth at least five and a half million. We fly home together, and the limo drops us off at my house in town. It's on Tower Road, up Benedict Canyon, high in the hills, part of the old John Barrymore estate. We let the limo go and take my car. He lives farther up the hill near Mulholland on a street called Antello Road, which has gates. And there's this beautiful girl waiting for him. She's delightful, full of childlike warmth. There's no pretense or cattiness about her whatsoever. 
She's vibrant and wholesome, refreshing in this town. 